Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. So, we've been talking about monsters and scary things, um, but this week we're shifting gears a little bit, but also kind of staying in a transitional episode. (laughs) We're going to talk about some of our own monsters and some of the scary things that we've faced recently. We kind of challenged each other back in the spring to do one thing that we had never done before. One thing that was scary or new. And then we even talk about it. So this is the week we're talking about it. Yes. And I don't know. It was really interesting to me that like, even just having that challenge, like I ended up doing more things than one me too. Um, that were new and different and kind of scary. Yeah. It was just a, it was kind of a nice little push. I thought it, it was really, it was really nice in that it had me looking for opportunities. Yeah. And I think that's what this does. Like, I think that's what this practice in general does. And do you mind if I bring back in the um, quote from Joseph Campbell? Because we've talked about it before. And I'd really like to kind of contextualize it again. Um, The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And Renee Brown has another quote that takes that and like links it into courage and bravery and being able to kind of become fully alive by entering into that cave. And Shonda Rhimes in her both book, The Year of Yes, and TED Talk, The Year um, about the Year of Yes, um, she talks about every yes changes something in me. And every yes is a bit more transformative. Every mm. yes sparks some new phase of revolution. Yeah. And I, I think there's so much truth in there saying yes. And it's not necessarily, we've talked about, we, we don't have to say yes in every single situation and no is powerful. And sometimes it's really useful, but checking in with that, we've talked about fear and excitement feeling very similar and sometimes when you have what I would like to call like the fear and excitement cocktail it's it's actually a compass pointing in the direction in which you should be trying or in the direction in which you should be going and so using it to kind of help guide the way of the thing that maybe is slightly outside your comfort zone that's in that place of unknown of uncertainty of that oh I'm not sure how I would do with that or I'm I'm not sure if that feels completely comfortable pushing out and into that space sometimes is exactly where you need to go yeah yeah totally I I think it's really good to kind of when we have different opportunities that come up like to gauge why we might want to say no because sometimes you're right there are things we should say no to but if if we're really only saying no out of fear like that is generally something that we should try to push against. (laughs) Absolutely. Or there's really good things on the other side of pushing against that. Yes. I, I did a little bit of research on no, like, and no tends to be very, it's instinctual. No keeps the status quo. Kids learn it first. It's, it's part of that, like innate gut reaction. No. (laughs) And it's so no keeps the status quo, what we know, and it makes us feel safe. Yeah. And often safety isn't where we can kind of find the vitality and the thrill of 
trying out a thing and and play finding a situation in which we can risk something try something and feel safe to just let whatever happens happens regardless of outcome um no people tend to regret failure but yes people don't regret failure they regret opportunities they did not seize and I think reminding ourselves that being in that mindset of if we're our gut autopilot is saying no there's probably a lot of really interesting and yes maybe scary but growing and transformative things that we might be missing by not knowing the difference of what is something that we are interested in trying and exploring and what is just "Mm, I don't really have a curiosity in that yeah um that's that's just I'm not there wanting to take on that opportunity I love that word curiosity like I think it's I don't think we talk about that enough like following curiosity and seeing where that leads you and and letting it have a stronger driving force in your life than fear. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you mind if we talk about the specifics? So yeah, tell I'll, me one of the things you did. Yeah. So, and we've actually talked about it on the podcast, but I think it's an important thing to talk about because this is the story behind the story of yeah. doing our classes. So our $5 yes. writing class. First one we decided to do is Jurassic Park. And I chose that topic very specifically because it was something that the second it fell into place in my head, I'm like, oh, I am very excited about that. Terrified of it as well. Like I am not the type of person who likes to necessarily speak in front of people. It's not my natural state. I have once spoken in front of a professional conference. It was horrifyingly terrifying, (laughs) but it actually was, it was an experience that I lived through and that Mm -hmm. I learned that there is an element of it that I like. So when we did the class, when we decided to, to do that, it put me out of my comfort zone. I definitely wasn't like, oh, I got this. <laughs> um, it it stretched me in a way that as I was doing it, I kind of had this like great sense of being afraid, like not being like, oh, this is good. I have it under control. In fact, I was shaking as I was doing it. If anyone like <laughs> probably have noticed, I had gotten those so excited about it that I was able to throw myself into it, grab onto the things that I loved and enjoyed about it, and to set it up in a way that made me really thrilled with what it was I was doing. So that as I was doing it, I actually, even though I don't typically enjoy that side, I loved every second of it. Even though the first one, I couldn't really go back and watch what I did because I still had that like innate sense of fear after doing the Loki one, I actually was able to go back into both and see what it was I created, really get an objective view of it and really like sit with, okay, how can I make this better? How can I, I was able to kind of get past all of that residual kind of like fight or flight mentality. (laughs) And I think that's also part of what this allows us to do. 
it, it allows us, I mean, we've talked about it before, even with like talking on the podcast, yeah. it took me a good several to be able to listen to myself yeah. and really get like when doing notes and really like get to the heart of what we we're saying and not judge my voice, not <laughs> judge like, oh, I should have said that smarter. Yeah. It, it allowed me to kind of click off my inner critic in a way that's really been fascinating. And I think also it's transferable into other situations. It doesn't make it disappear, but it kind of just puts it in perspective. So that's been huge, just linking into the, something that personally connects very strongly with you Mm. to kind of help get through all the fear and all the like, just, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe <laughs> because that's there. Then it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. I think that's a great example of following curiosity again. Like you yeah. got excited and curious about what could I teach when it comes to Jurassic Park? Okay, and how, what could I talk about? And, and yes, it was scary, but, but you did it and you should feel proud of yourself. It was an awesome class. <laughs> and everyone said that they learned something from it and got something from it. And I think that is to your like. I loved that you pointed out just even starting the podcast because I feel the same. The first few, yeah. few times you listen to yourself, it's just like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> um, but it does get better. And it was a big yeah. part of why we decided to do this, that we both wanted to get better at speaking and more comfortable speaking um, yes. on the fly and about our work and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have an, yeah. an example you want to talk about? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so one of the things that, that I did that was new is I went to a poetry reading um, night for the first time and, and read something and it, and it was terrifying. (laughs) I was shaking too. Um, But it was really, it was really good too. Like I think um, I had gone with just a sense of curiosity and openness and kind of just told myself like, you don't have to read, just go and see what it's like. Um, and then I got there and it was a small group and I heard some of the other poems and I was like, yeah, okay. I think I can, I think I could do this. <laughs> um, yeah. So I read two or three poems, I think. And it was really, it was really great. It was a really supportive group and all had good things to say and ended up talking with the guy who runs it for a long time afterwards. Turns out he's writing a novel, like all these things. So it was just, it, it opened up new possibilities indoors that, yeah, that I'm, I don't know where to go. I don't, I, I would like to go back. I haven't been able to since that time. They only meet once a month. And the next meeting after that, I had, Brian was out of town and I had Sage by myself. I'm like, this is not the one to do this again. Um, but it was a good experience in the end. It ended up being very encouraging for my writing and, and, yes. um, and opened up a new community for me here in my area. I love that from the, from the aspect of kind of getting our words in a different place or in a different context or allowing us to do something that we haven't done before with them that can allow kind of that new experience with them yeah well and so much of my writing life and writing community is online um it was a really different experience to be like in the same room as other writers and that really scares me I don't really like being in like being face-to-face with people I would much prefer to interact behind a screen but I think it was good for me too to kind of push against that or my natural bent absolutely 
Um, another thing that yeah. I did, um, and this is actually kind of in a very different sphere because it was it was something that I did for myself. So oh. basically, um, I think it's Writer's Digest. They have a competition um, oh. that they do once a year um, where you can submit things. And yeah, it's interesting how what I've been working on this last year has been a lot of like listening to myself. Um, and it's funny how this kind of even connects with the um, flash fiction magic yeah. stories. In, in the back of my head, there was a kernel of something that's like, oh, that's interesting. And I, I didn't really listen to that. Uh-huh. I got another email that came through about two days before their cutoff. I think, I think they had extended. So it actually gave me 48 hours and I hadn't had an idea. I hadn't had really anything in mind. And all of a sudden I knew what I wanted to write. Like all of a sudden I knew exactly what I needed to do. And it was probably some of the closest to the bone writing that I'd ever done. Um, Just really raw, really instinctive, um, very personal, incredibly personal, um, more personal than I think I have ever written. Like I'm pretty confident that it is. Um, and it, it came from an exploration I'd been doing over the last year of myself and some of the free writing that I've been doing as well, but it was like bringing that, those things all together in one place. And it was one that, um, I, I called it me nearing my 40th birthday. And it was just something that explored a lot of things and a lot of baggage and a lot of like visceral. And I shook as I wrote it. I I sat as Aaron was reading over it because he, he did my proofread yeah. um, just to make sure um, that it read. And... I am so proud of this piece. I am so excited to share it with the kids once they're in a place where they can understand what it means and what it says. And it was funny because I was talking to a friend about it and, you know, she was, since it's a competition, she's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you won? And I'm like, (laughs) no, I, I really don't. I, I don't want it to win, like in some ways, because it is that type of a, a piece that I did it for me and I yeah. did it because I had to, like literally something in my gut was like, you need to write this hmm. and you need to do it for you. And I did, and I'm so proud of it. It is like a piece that I treasure just from having listened to myself listened to my gut that said I needed to write it, listened to the flow of the words as they came. I did it so quickly and viscerally and without like allowing that filter to come in. And even just as a practice of this is what writing can be, of this is what writing can do with yourself. I'm just very like, it's one of those things that I think realizing how writing can transform yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And how it can truth tell and how when you allow yourself to truth tell there's some power there. 
That's so true. And, and I love that approach of like doing it for you, but I also love that you didn't stop there because you could have just written it and not submitted it. And that still would have had some power for you and, um, you know, still would have been a good practice. It still would have been great, but there's something to that extra step that I think is also really powerful. Like, even if nothing comes from it, being willing to say like, um, being willing to be seen, I think is important and to put, putting it out where it can be seen. Absolutely. I think it had to be like, I, I think I had to, like when I saw the email, I never considered once Mm. not submitting it. Like that was never like, it was, you're writing this to like show up (laughs) really transparent and Mm. you're submitting it. And even if that never is seen widely and it might, I, I might, it is possible that I may put it out there in some sure. form yeah. at, at some point, but it had to be like, it, it yeah. had to be that because that was the part that scared me. Yeah. 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 That's I, what takes it from just a free writing exercise or a journal right. exercise to something. Yeah. Absolutely. That pushes you and yeah. with the possibility yeah. of it being there. And, and it, it is funny how, like, I know it didn't win and when I heard that back, like it didn't change anything about the moment for me. Like, I still think it's one of the bravest things I've ever done in writing. Mm -hmm. And I am working on figuring out how and whence, like where and under what situations to share it. Cause it's my story in a way that things that I write aren't as reflective of exactly me. Like usually there's a lot more barriers in the way. Um, But it it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And it was brave in exactly the way it it needed to be. And I I did the same thing with a, there was a poem I created in about four hours for a submission. Again, very instinctual, very gut the words just came, the words just flowed. I allowed them to flow. I submitted it. And it almost didn't matter like what happened to the words. It was the process of showing up and executing and making it happen, getting it to the best that it could within the time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't normally do that. Like so like um all in one sitting. Usually I'm a lot more thoughtful, but I think even that, that mm-hmm. process of doing something so outside of my normal process was also part of the point of okay. this is something different. This is listening and this is trying and allowing yourself the sense of play and fun, but also allowing yourself to be brave and yeah. to kind of do that step of you know of taking that space even in um in the writer's digest you do have to pay an entry fee but I actually liked that because I'm like Uh makes you value it a little more yeah it felt like and and it felt like I took it seriously seriously in a way in, in a way that took myself seriously that signaled to myself that I was worth the investment that totally makes sense. Yeah, I did a submission um, that was new for me as well this last few months. I mean, I've, I've queried before, which feels sort of like submitting stuff, but I, a publishing house, a poetry publishing house that I followed for a long time, um, did a competition and asked for 
want to say 10 poems or maybe five. I can't really remember. And I submitted and it was one of those where I knew, like I'd never submitted poetry before, very different from what I typically do and write. But I had a bunch of stuff from last year that I had written that I had been tweaking and editing and, and that I felt good about. But it was also one of those where I knew, like I knew this publishing house, I'd read things they put out and I knew yeah. that it wasn't as I wasn't at the level of the people they were publishing. And so I knew even going into it, like that I wasn't going to win. But I also knew that I wanted to not be scared off by the fact yes. that I was still learning, if that makes yes. sense. Yeah, I, I think it was a really good experience for me overall. Like nothing came of it, but it it was good to feel brave in that way and to, um, I, I don't know, like almost respect my amateurness, but also while taking, like, I guess really, I think it's common for me to think that my stuff isn't as good as, you know, we all think, we all see the faults in our, our own work, yeah. right? Um, or more easily than we see the good in it. And, and I think I can, I can hear from other authors all these negative things about themselves. And then I can read it and be like, this is amazing. I love this. Yes. Um, and I'm, yes. and it made me wonder like, do, am I doing the same? Like by saying there's no way these people are way on a different caliber than I, I am. Yes. And they are, but uh, you know, like I didn't, didn't win, but it's still by like making that assumption. I'm not giving it the opportunity, I think um, yes. either. And I'm, I think that was what was important for me is to like, stop making that assumption and to just try it and see. I think that that word opportunity is yeah. huge. Like, because that is what saying yes and trying something new gets us. It, it sees the opening yeah. for something and then it, it moves, it moves yeah. us forward. It says yes, gets us acting. And often we, maybe we don't see the opportunities. Maybe we, we tell ourselves, no, we're not ready for that. Maybe we, and some of that may be self-protective. Some of yeah. that may be for a lot of different reasons, but when we actually see the door that's cracked open, we start walking through it and trying, it gives us more opportunities. To it does. Do. And I think doing that and submitting to them, like paves the way for other things. Like I, yes. I ended up submitting to a, a friend of mine was doing a, I don't want to call it an anthology, but a collection of poems and, and yeah. essays that I probably would have never submitted to if I hadn't already submitted poetry yeah. to this other place. Like, and I did submit to that one and got into that one and that, you know, like, so there, there yes. are things that it opened up or made it easier to do after having done it once. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, and we've talked about practice before. And I think that that's really another theme here mm -hmm. is the practice of doing uh, the practice of showing up the practice of putting your work out there in different and unique ways yeah. and telling yourself that your work is worth taking up space. Your work is worth being considered, even yeah. if it's not at whatever level. Yeah. And, and that's so, so subjective, that it's like, <laughs> but I think being willing to do that and then being willing to do it again and being willing to continue to work and do yeah. it again. And that process of allowing yourself to do it because you're never going to 
if you're waiting for like the magic invitation that it's like ding now you're ready <laughs> to submit to this place like it will never come you'll just get to the point that you just don't submit things yeah and I think honoring the desire to do something like when we have the kernel of a dream or the kernel of a hope to do something, I think if we can, and if it's something that we are able to, one, I, th I think dismissing something out of hand isn't a good idea. If it's, we might have to be like, honey, we can't do that now. Like you have that conversation that comes to Jesus with yourself where you're like, maybe we should wait six months. But sometimes I think even if you don't feel like you're hundred percent ready, giving yourself the invitation to try and making, I don't like the idea of like stamping failure on everything, um, but allowing yourself to not, it doesn't have to do a thing, like allowing your work to just be and exist yeah. and go and not seeing it as a pass fail or a yeah. I either win or I lose. Like yeah. seeing it as the, I am coming, I'm showing up, I'm bringing this here. Yeah. And it doesn't have to do anything. The it process has as much value as the outcome, right? <laughs> like, and, and it is that practicing the process of putting work yes. out into the world. It's valuable. It's important. It gets us used to doing it. Yes. Well, and I think it also gets us used to, because as we've seen, and as we've talked about, even watching other artists talk about their careers and journeys, mm -hmm. we will always have work that goes out there and that is met with, that, yeah. that doesn't do what we hope it would, yeah. whatever that is. And even getting used to that as part of the process, we go, we give it everything that we can at this point in time, wherever yeah. we are at, it can go out into the world and that's enough. Like yeah. that, that is enough for it to be and having it be a thing that wasn't there before. Like yeah. that, that can be enough and showing ourselves by doing it over and over and over again, that that can be enough has, I think a life transforming value yeah. from a, as we then continue on to do other work, it allows us to reframe it for ourselves. Yeah, totally. Well, friends, we hope that you keep putting your work out into the world, doing those scary things and pushing yourself beyond your comfort level. We hope that you follow curiosity and don't let fear or failure keep you from continuing to um, experiment and try new things yeah. we would love to see the things you put out in the world so yeah. keep going <laughs> keep reading keep writing and keep putting your work out into the world yeah.